things is heating up in the rumor mill, and one of the one of the Browns' favorite sons has now been introduced into the silly season. Nick Chubb. <laughs> Nick Chubb, uh, obviously one of the most popular Browns, the guy that uh, had 1,500 yards, has now been, I guess, uh, his name is being lobbied and bantered in trade talk. Now, we don't know how serious that is. We'll tell you why that's the craziest thing we've ever heard, um, and we'll get into that as well. And, and what do you make of the, the Nick Chubb, um, you know, fantasy trades that we're seeing often, and you know, over the last few days or so? We'll talk about that. And then, of course, Ah, we got some guys. We got a, a position battle coming up, looking like uh, at center. Ethan Poachers is a free agent, uh, but you got Nick Harris backing him up. We'll tell you what we, you need to watch in that and which guy do you think will prevail. And then let's get into the Baltimore Ravens. Around the AFC North, we'll talk about the Baltimore Ravens. Four o'clock deadline, I think it is, to transition tag, or not transition tag, but to, uh, you know, free agency and, and to give it whether or not they're going to tag Lamar Jackson, uh, there's about 75 other tags that they could possibly give him. Uh, so we'll break down those franchise tags and, and tell you what that means for Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. We'll come back and do it all on this episode of the Locked On Browns podcast. You are locked on Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Appreciate everybody makes Lockdown Browns your first listen every single day, whether it's on your favorite podcast platform, always available, always free. Of course, here on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, notifications on, and if you've got Roku TV, go ahead and search Locked on Cleveland Sports, you will find the Locked On Browns podcast, the ultimate Cleveland sports show, Locked On Cavs, Locked On Guards. Uh, your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd from the ultimate Cleveland sports show. Mr. Garrett Bush at GBush91 on air personality as well, 92.3 The Fan. Any other inquiries or possibilities to hear Garrett, make sure you're following. And you get all the deets you need for one of the hardest working guys in the Ohio area. Uh, we sit here today. <clears throat> Now, uh, work to be done for a bunch of NFL teams, four o'clock deadline, franchise tags, extending players, transition tags, and then basically a dormant period as things ramp up next week and, uh, you know, players slowly become on the move. Um, we'll get to you know some of the big, the big headline of that, you know, as far as the AFC North is concerned in our third segment, uh, first segment here. And look, you know, Sometimes people put out, you know, information, creating storylines, and I'm not giving Matthew Barry a hard time by any means whatsoever. You know, Matthew Barry, uh, as far as, you know, fantasy content, an absolute legend. There's no question about it. Um, but, you know, for the Browns to even entertain the possibility of moving on from Nick Chubb um, and, and seeing some people last night, um, uh, you know, well, for the second, third round pick, you know, da, 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 da. Andrew Barry and company are betting. 250 right now on second and third round picks that's their batting average so now in this draft class which has its warts just like every other draft class um so you're talking about another pick in the 40s 50s 70s or 90s um in this type of draft class 
Um, somebody's going to give you the return that Nick Chubb does. Nick Chubb over 100 total yards per game last year. Um, and I know Matthew Berry mentioned, you know, maybe his carries would go down to maybe 12. Certainly seems, and Garrett, we did these talks in the fall where it did seem there was a designated number of carries for Nick Chubb. It was significantly higher than 12. Um, and of course, even if it was a little bit lower um, with Deshaun Watson, which we saw towards the end of the season, Nick Chubb becomes a little bit more of a factor in the passing game. Um, yes, it's odd that an analytic franchise you know, went a long-term contract with Nick Chubb. But again, do you have to take some of the position out of it? He, Nick Chubb is basically, as we've said numerous times, he is what you want every player on this roster to be. He is a franchise player in every sense of, you know, every sense of the definition. Does everything he's asked to do, does everything beyond what he is asked to do, gives you more, gives you extra, devoting of his time, selfless, community, city, you name it, Nick Chubb is there. I, I, these conversations get so tiresome, and it's kind of what makes social media and Twitter as boring as it's become because it's basically just looking for something to talk about, even if there's no truth to it whatsoever. Um, so, you know, I, I'm declaring this the funeral of the trade Nick Chubb talks because this is just absolutely preposterous. And you can tell me whatever you want to add to this passing game, but you're going to run into next season with Jerome Ford and maybe Demetric Felton as your running backs who combined last year for 13 carries Lunacy time is over, folks. It's time for some sanity. Well, for me, th this thing boils down to this. Sometimes when you have organization, organizations and they feel like it has to be one or the other. And this happens a lot with bad teams. This happens a lot with fan bases, and they have teams that lose a lot. The Cleveland Browns fan base, and sometimes when even the media brings this stuff up, it's like, they have to have this or that. Even when you go say, what do the Browns need this offseason? Defensive tackles or wide receivers? Well, listen, it's a, it's a lot like saying, do you need uh, do you need electric or gas? Well, it all depends. <laughs> I mean, if, if my stove is gas, yeah, I need gas, bro. Like, if, if it's electric, yeah, I can have some, you know, you can have gas heat, you can have electric heat. Pretty much both of those things are our necessities, right? You can't, you don't want to take cold showers in the, in the, in the uh, wintertime, so you would like to have a little gas, right? And you would like to have electricity, obviously, so you can have some light to empower your life, whatever the case may be. The situation that always gets me is when we watch the Cleveland Browns and fans get there, we always are pitting two different pieces or parts of the organization against each other. Which is most important, general manager or head coach? Well, well, I would like to have both that be will be competent and be able to work together. Do you when we need Deshaun Watson throwing the ball, or is it Nick Chubb forty times a game? Well, listen, it's called complimentary football. Why can't you have a good running back who you already have under contract, who's a a a model citizen, as well as having a quarterback who you feel is a franchise quarterback and paid two thirty two. You can have both of those things. It's not a mutually exclusive thing. And for so often for the for the to the fans and to people in the media, it almost seems like they get bored to a point and just start telling you what they don't need. Okay. Well, what do you need? Right? You, you, you need uh you need receivers, you need defensive linemen, you need offense, you need everybody to play their role. 
And if you believe that you're getting rid of Nick Chubb, you're not going to get the value that you you have in Nick Chubb out by trading him. I don't care about your third round picks, bro. Let me just be clear with this. Let me. Be, I don't care about third or fourth round picks. I, I listen. I might. I will burn those tickets, throw it in the air, and watch it burn into in disintegrate into nothing. Those picks are not move. They're not moving your organization. Nick Chubb is a vital part of the fabric of what the Cleveland Browns are, and you guys are selling that up to selling it up to River for some third round offensive guard from North Dakota State. That's what you're gonna get with fourth, fifth round pick. Everybody is enamored with picks because picks is unlimited potential, and you think you can get Patrick Mahomes and, and, and Walter Payton, and you get everything. No, listen, the game is not played like that. I wish people would stop doing it, but that's a product of never winning, right? You, you never win, so you just come up with stuff to make yourself feel like, okay, well, we could just do this. No. Hopefully this is the last time we talk about it because you can't get any the value you're going to get from Nick Chubb. He's more valuable to the organization and your team in the locker room on your roster than whatever you get in return from him. And that's just as simple as that. It's, it's just ludicrous. I mean, look, I mean, if you're telling me this team, you know, we're not to the point where there's too much talent on the Cleveland Browns. We're not, we're not, we're not the Kansas city chiefs, you know, where we're making room in the building for another Lombardi and you want to know what? We got to let a guy like Orlando Brown Jr. go. It, it, that ain't the situation here yet. And the other thing, look, I mean, late in the year, late in the game, you need these type of guys to lean on, superstars. And for now, Nick Chubb is absolutely one of those guys. There's no question about it. So, you know, for all of you that would like to think about it, all right, that's fine. But, uh, folks – that's over. Uh, just got news for you guys. Third segment's going to get extremely juicy as the Baltimore Ravens have made a decision and are basically going to let some other franchise dictate the way a possible Lamar Jackson future in the NFL goes on. We're going to get to the Browns center position here next, but third segment, folks, don't be leaving today. Stick around for all 30-plus with your boys, G. Bush and Jeff Lloyd. The midway part of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, simple, and easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores, the amount of three-pointers made. One of the things I love, look, you're going to commit two and a half hours to a game. Why don't you use FanDuel and put together a bigger parlay with the same game parlay? Pick five, six game, five, six bets that you think are long shots. You ain't got to put much money down, but your chance for a big payout is certainly there. So miss the chance to get your uh, no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Welcome back to Locked On Browns podcast. Make sure you follow me at GBush91. Follow Jeff at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd on Twitter as well. And follow us at Locked On Browns on Twitter. 
Uh, and we can definitely get you all those episodes where you can find on our YouTube page. Uh, we'll link those into uh, the uh, into our Twitter feed on Locked on Brown. So you'll be able to catch everything that we got if you just download and you, if you just follow us on Locked on Browns. Um, let's get to this. Ethan Pochich uh, is a guy who played very well. We've talked about him during the offseason a lot. A guy that we we haven't seen in a while is Nick Harris. Now, Nick Harris was a the center who got hurt the first play of the game against the Jacksonville Jaguars first play of preseason ends up messing up his knee. You know, right now it looks like the market for Ethan Poaches is going to be one where, Hey, guys are, are, are projecting him to be the number one center as far as uh, the free agency uh, class is concerned. Uh, and he played very well for the Cleveland Browns. You look at what he did. He rated it in, in most by most publications as a top five center in this league really came in and anchored it very well. I think he made himself a lot of money, but it looks like right now he might be the odd man out of the guy that the first casualty of not being able to have enough money to pay him. Um, you know, it looks like the Browns are going to be content with bringing um, back Nick Harris and hopefully he can come back uh, and, and get to, uh, you know, to get to where he left off and get to where, um, you know, his, his play on the field was at. Um, Jeff, let me ask you uh, this. Are you a little nervous about bringing Nick Harris back and having him be all you're counting on at center when Ethan Poachers played pretty much like one of the best centers in the league? Do you feel that Nick, Nick Harris is going to be able to bounce back and get back into the swing of things? Um, or do you worry that this move may come back and haunt the Browns if Ethan Poachers continues to play at a different, le- uh, higher level and Nick Harris has nagging injuries here or there? Uh, I think my first thought here is if you were comfortable one calendar year ago as the Cleveland Browns were to say, you know what, Nick Harris is our center of the future. Um, You know, you're not really supposed to say that people lose their jobs because of injury. Um, And obviously, you know, for the Browns, um, that was the path that came. Um, The one thing that people forget about Nick Harris is the two years Nick Harris was J.C. Treader's understudy. J.C. Treader never practiced. So that means Nick Harris was your center every single day. And then once the lights went on and it was game time, Nick Harris quietly stepped back and, you know, basically let J.C. Treader do his thing. I'm not saying they're going to bring in a center. There's no question about that. They will bring in another uh, center, veteran center as well. If you do not forget, they also have Dawson Deaton on the roster. It was a guy they drafted last year. Play center it was another, also a guy who went through an ACL injury. It's ne- this is why you're going to bring in somebody. Um, you have basically you're only going to carry two guys who can play center, and you have both of them coming off of an ACL injury. You got to get somebody else in here, and even if it's just to soften the workload in the spring, in the summer, allowing these guys ample opportunity to be as close to, if not 100, when you are ready to go in September. They still may not totally be invested with giving Nick Harris this gig. And it's going to be a big center market. You don't usually get that a lot. Um, but the Seattle Seahawks, where Ethan Posick came from, um, they're going to need a center. The Minnesota Vikings most likely are going to need a center. The Arizona Cardinals center just retired as well. There's going to be a lot of activity in the center market. We don't get a lot of it. This ain't the NBA. Um, there will be a lot of activity in the center market. Uh, this year during free agency. <clears throat> so the Browns are going to monitor that market. But I also think maybe one of the things we all didn't think about when the Browns extended Jack, Jack Conklin 
late in the season like they did is maybe they were pretty confident at the time of saying, hey, our whole plan was to give Nick Harris a year anyway. So, you know what? It's great that Ethan Posick has played as well as he has. And maybe we think, would we rather go young and unexperienced at right tackle? Or would we rather go a little bit inexperienced, but a guy that we have seen firsthand for two straight years, we were comfortable to give the gig for 2022. Sadly, he got injured. We still want to give this guy this opportunity. So I think the Browns are comfortable with that understanding somewhere on that offensive line. They'd like to get a little bit of money back. So that is certainly you know the possibility and the thought process there for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, it, it, again, I'm not ruling out Ethan Posick, and there's going to be plenty of centers on the market, but it's going to have to play out kind of like it did last year. And I think the Browns are going to look more for what Ethan Posick was last year, a guy late in the cycle. And hey, we can get him one year, league minimum, and we've got a solid challenger to a guy we hope doesn't lose the gig anyway in Nick Harris. Yeah, you know, I, I guess, you know, if you, like you said, if you were available and you really thought that, you know, Nick Harris was what was the guy last year and you were comfortable with him starting. Now that he's back, hopefully, um, you know, he's going to be back to the same level. Maybe they think there's not that big of a discrepancy be between what they've seen in-house with what Nick Harris was doing versus what each of the coaches was doing on the field. My only concern about this, Jeff, is um, I, I just think when you got a guy playing that well, it is always so hard to let somebody walk. Um, when you already had him in your building and you kind of felt like you, you caught lightning in a bottle a little bit. However, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt um, and say, okay, do what you need to do be, based on the fact that we have so many other needs and we have a lot of holes to fill. So I would rather have a Nick Harris fill a hole rather than having to have someone like, uh, you know, Tommy Togi, I started defensive tackle. Nah, I, 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 got, I, no, I, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with that. I'll, I'll deal with what we can do in an offensive line. We'll, we'll move Nick Harrison there, but I just don't have to fill another hole somewhere else because, you know, it just, you know, we don't have that many playmakers around, and we need all the playmakers we can get. I couldn't, you know, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, and for now, it looks like you know it'll be Nick Harris. I do believe, you know, down the line later in free agency. They will bring in somebody with some center experience on a cheaper deal and the hopes that, you know, Nick Harris just blows his doors away. And honestly, Dawson Deaton does as well. And, you know, the Browns can get back to the plan they were going to use for center for the 2022 season. So, unfortunately, you know, a couple guys went down with ACL injuries. We've got we got some news here. Baltimore Ravens. We're going to get to that here as we go to segment three. Jeff Lloyd. G. Bush, your latest Lockdown Browns. We appreciate you all for being along for the ride and for making Lockdown Browns your first listen every single day. Well, I will tell you what. Um, we are not the only guys. We talked a little bit uh, about it last <laughs> segment, Jeff. Um, Ethan Poaches looks like he might be a guy that they might not be able to afford. So you have, sometimes in this league, you got to put people in plug and play. However... There was no position that more greater and more of a more importance to the quarterback. And it looks like the Baltimore Ravens are going to have to look other places or, or try to find alternative ways to sign Lamar Jackson. Today is the deadline in which the Baltimore Ravens can franchise tag him. We don't know which type of tag we might get. I, I, one, the, one top, uh, the one franchise tag. Um, they Actually, G, G, we got news here. We do oh, have news here. Breaking news. The Ravens have 
put the 32.41 million non-exclusive franchise tag on quarterback Lamar Jackson. So here's the deal. Mm. Lamar mm. Jackson is extremely in play. So if you are a team that is interested in Lamar Jackson, you can submit your offer, your contract offer to Lamar Jackson. Now, if the Baltimore Ravens do not match, and I'll tell you right now, if $32 million, we saw Lamar not play last year. I'm not sure Lamar is going to play for $32 million. They put the franchise, this tag on him anyway. So what would it cost? You are going to negotiate with Lamar Jackson. You are going to give him a, a contract offer. If the Ravens do not match it, you are subject to minimum two first-round picks. If it's uh, something the Ravens aren't comfortable with and would like a little bit more from you, that's certainly an option as well. But he is now in full swing. And here's the thing. If we are talking about quarterbacks and the money they are getting, and you know they've said for Lamar the whole time it was money similar to Deshaun Watson, former league MVP Lamar Jackson. Team's been in the playoffs every year. Lamar Jackson has been in the NFL. The problem here for the Baltimore Ravens is, and this will always be the problem between the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson is, you are about to let somebody else tell you what Lamar Jackson's worth is to your franchise. There is no greater disrespect to a professional athlete than if they were to get an offer on Lamar Jackson and then basically say, oh, wow, is this really what it is? We really have to pay him this money? This is a terrible situation for the Baltimore Ravens. Everybody else in the AFC North, we all dance, man. All like the kids on Charlie Bound, Christmas. Good doing about it. It. He gone. In most respect, he is absolutely gone. Because even if it's two first-round picks, you're more than okay with that. You are more than content with that. If they ask for a little bit more, you are totally content with that if you're a team looking to get Lamar Jackson. 26 years old, former league MVP, and the Baltimore Ravens have bungled this from the beginning. And even worse at times made this look like it was Lamar's fault saying there's a contract extension waiting for him to put pen to paper. Obviously that contract extension was a joke. The amount of money on it was joke. The Ravens look for a team and a franchise that looks like they've made a lot of really good moves all over the years. This is one you just absolutely foobarred to bits because this guy came in and from the second he hit the field, he grew as a player. He excelled as a player. It was a fantastic part of that franchise and they just basically look like they have their faces in the sand right now. These guys, uh, they got cocky. I'm going to just be clear with you. The the Baltimore Ravens like to fancy themselves as, uh, uh, you know, soothsayers. They can see the future. Their process is so brilliant. They do things so much better than you that they can identify quarterbacks like Joe Flacco. They can identify quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson. So when everybody else is paying all this money to these other guys that you think you couldn't find anywhere, like Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Watson, when they was laughing at the Browns, guess what? These guys really think that they, they can find quarterbacks hanging on trees. So look, go ahead. Let them go ahead out there. I'm, I encourage it wholeheartedly. I, in a place that, that Lamar Jackson could go, I mean, I'll go right down to Atlanta. Atlanta looks viable. Carolina looks viable. By the way, in Carolina, don't they have a pick, a number one pick with Christian McCaffrey? Then they get, a, then they get some picks involved in him. Now you tell me, you tell me if I'm Carolina, especially Atlanta, especially Atlanta. Atlanta was already in on the Deshaun Watson situation. He, they knew he had some baggage. Guess what? 
Mar Jackson doesn't have that baggage. Now you got guys out there, out, out there. You already got Kyle Pitts. You already got the big uh, London, Drake London. You already got him. Drake London and Kyle Pitts are two better receivers than Lamar Jackson has ever played with. Not to mention Cordell Patterson in the run game. Look, all of a sudden, he's looking around like, and I'm playing on turf, and I'm playing in the dome, and I'm in a warm weather city. Come on, man. Hey, it's worth the two first-round picks. Get them the first-round picks. Keep it pushing. And for the Baltimore Ravens, I'm ready, ready for you guys to go back to Kyle Bowlers of the world and Tony Banks of the world. Because guess what? You act like you can just grow these dudes. Well, it's fine. We'll see how great you is. You, hey, listen, you say you made Lamar Jackson. Okay, go make another Lamar Jackson. We'll see how good you is at that, right? But until then... I'm excited. I'm waiting for these offers to pour in. Like I'm, I'm, I'm his agent. I am trying to get him up out of Dodge, out of the AFC North too. <laughs> look, if you are look, there's teams in the NFL right now, and yesterday they may have been content with their quarterback situation. Now you're telling me, hey, I can maybe move the quarterback I got. Uh, it's going to cost me two first round picks. Uh, it's going to cost me more money. But I can get Lamar Jackson. Tell you what, you're the Houston Texans right now. You've got two first round picks this year alone. So, which means you can throw one to Baltimore, you can toss them another one next year, and maybe now you bring in a player like Lamar Jackson. There they got, are, they got all our picks. They got all our picks. 100%. 100%. Actually, I'm sorry. They got two first round picks this year and yeah. two first round picks next year. So, you're telling me. You can acquire Lamar Jackson. You're going to pay him a boatload of money. That's fine because ain't nobody in Houston making anybody any, any money anyway. And guess what? I still got a first-round pick in 23, and I still got a first-round pick in 24. You, there are so many franchises right now, the way this worked out. And look, Baltimore, he's going to get a solid big-time offer. And what's it going to look like when you're Baltimore and you say, all right, I guess we'll match it. It shows that you never had any faith in him anyway. And you never had any faith that he was worth this money that you let other franchises dictate to you his worth. He Nobody, no team in the NFL should tell the Baltimore Ravens what Lamar Jackson is worth. They should have known what he's worth all along. It's you, it's embarrassing, G. You, you mentioned teams that is content with their quarterbacks now. But can you imagine if you like the Miami Dolphins? Tua's gone, and it's been a, he's been rumored to be uh, on the Dolphins' radar for two years now. I, I mean, Tua's been going back to, with these head injuries. He may be one, you know, won't, don't want to put this on nobody, but he may be one hit away from being done. Period. Right? You got Tyreek Hill, you got Jalen Waddle out there. You, you know, you got a good solid core of people. Man, there's a lot of teams out there make a little bit of sense for right. I mean, goodness, man. Like, you know, ask yourself this. Think about it. What if the Giants give Daniel Jones $40 million? So you telling me that Daniel Jones has more security and is a better ball player than Lamar Jackson? I, 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 it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. And they're thinking hard and long about Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, ready for this one? Daniel Jones, for the years he's been in the NFL, every game he has started, he has thrown less touchdown passes than games played. Shut and we're talking about a guy that they th they think is they're going to get forty million dollars to. He can't even throw the same amount of touchdown passes for games played. Man, I'm all for it. And if the Jets look, if the Jets don't get 
uh, uh, what's the name? A guy like uh, Aaron Rodgers, who they. I'll be honest. To- if I'm the Jets right now. I might be saying, "Ah, hold that plane up, man. Yeah, I'm not positive we even want you in here yet, bro." Hold that plane, like it's it's, you know, and and you know this. I guess this is the cool thing about about the um, about the NFL. Everybody has hope at some point in time. Everybody, the league is set up where every you can win every other year. You could go from worst to first in one year. That's the way the league is set up. So now when you see this in your contention, you're looking around the landscape. And for the first time in a long time, Jeff, I feel like as the years go on and and football has become more like baseball, more like basketball, where there are being bigger moves happening. We've seen quarterbacks like Deshaun Watson and now Lamar Jackson look like they won't be going, um, you know, won't look like they'll be staying with the same team or moving around. So, you know, right now it's, it's an exciting time in the league, but there are a lot of people out there that are misconstrued thinking that, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson somehow washed up and, and it's crazy. But go ahead, keep thinking that because at the end of the day, it's all about what you do in the field, not about what y'all think. So this is going to be very interesting to see how this shakes up, Jeff, and how this molds the draft as well as the rest of free agency. Well, this is all part of what didn't make any sense. You know, the Ravens are out there. You're interviewing offensive coordinators. You bring in a new offensive coordinator. You know, this guy – and look, you're putting together an offense for Lamar Jackson. Guess what? The amount of people that can come in and run that offense that you're trying to put in that's catered to Lamar Jackson? Zero. Zero, baby. That's how many people you can bring in to run an offense that you have catered to the style of Lamar Jackson. Look, the Ravens, I don't feel bad <laughs> one way whatsoever. Um, you put yourselves in this situation. Um, everybody tries, at least down there, to maybe kind of put it somewhat Lamar. It just ain't the case. Um, got to a bunch of stuff here today. Obviously, some Brown stuff on Nick Chubb. It looks like Nick Harris is finally going to get the opportunity he was going to get last year. And the bombshell we we're all kind of waiting for here as far as AFC North coverage. Um, the Ravens have uh, tagged Lamar Jackson, um, but it looks very real and very certainly possible that Lamar Jackson could be moving on and out of the AFC North. And Pittsburgh fans, Cincinnati fans, and, of course, Cleveland fans all sitting together, cracking open a cold one, saying, cool, <laughs> cool, I'll buy next round. Yeah. Now, you know, you're never going to see these three fan bases ever, ever harmonious, but I think everybody's going to sit together in unison and say, well, it's good. It's all good. It's all good. So, obviously, a lot covered here today on your latest Lockdown Browns. Over the next week here, man, things are going to pick up at a frequent pace here. You know, previewing what is coming ahead of next week, then what actually does come you know, next week, once players starting to make the move to new destinations, he is Garrett Bush, Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, Monday through Friday, live uh, on YouTube, on air, uh, personality, of course, for 92.3 The Fan. Any other appearances, make sure you're following at GBush91. Myself, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. The show at Lockdown Browns, follow back account. We appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen every single day. Uh, on your favorite podcast app, always available, always free. And, of course, uh, YouTube here. Make sure you subscribe, notifications on, and uh, throw some likes on the episodes. Get the word out there. Spread the word for us to friends, family, all that good stuff. 
And if you have Roku, search Locked On Cleveland Sports. You will find us, the Locked On Browns podcast, the ultimate Cleveland sports show, the crew at the Locked On Cavaliers and Guardian shows. You get great coverage over there as well. All that being said, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the yellow B. Let's go Browns.